you are worthy. You, the caregiver, you, the person who loves someone who has aphasia, you, the person who has challenges with your thinking, you have difficulty saying your words for whatever reason, you are worthy. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of attention. You are worthy of taking a few minutes and time for yourself. What can you do today to take care of yourself? You need to recognize your own worth. Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So, put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Good morning, Facebook and YouTube, and now I'm live on Instagram. Well, how are you all, aphasia community? So today is officially part five of what I had planned of this holiday series, welcoming the unwelcome guest called aphasia during the holidays. Tonight, I have planned a free masterclass from challenge to cheer solutions for aphasia inclusion during the holidays. Tonight is the first free, it's free everybody, masterclass to help you get ready. Whether you are the person with aphasia, you are family or friends or neighbors or coworkers, this course is open to all. Part of my mission is to educate, give information. Let's make aphasia a household name so that people know what it is, so that they understand it to a certain extent, and that they help people feel included when you have aphasia. So we're going to jump into today's topic. Sarah is a devoted wife to her husband, John. They've been married a long time. John has aphasia and apraxia, and he's in a wheelchair. He is not able to speak. He has some gestures and facial expressions. And when he does vocalize, you can definitely tell by the tone of his voice, his intention. Sarah is devoted to John. She is with him every day, advocating for him, helping him, supporting him. When Sarah looks in John's eyes, she sees a spark of recognition. She knows he's there. She knows he is still the man she fell in love with, but he's trapped behind the barrier of aphasia and apraxia, and it impairs his ability to say things like, I love you, to do things like take out the trash, you know, normal household chores. There are so many things that Sarah has had to pick up the slack on because John's not able to do it. So she knows and she feels it deep in her soul that he is missing out on so much. And with the holidays coming, which is normally their most favorite time of year, 
she's got a whole lot of extra stress, a lot more worries, um, uh, many other things to consider, whether it's people or activities, the weather change. They live in a place that gets snow, so she's already anticipating having some snow. So let's see, where did I leave off? Sorry, got distracted. Again, this is, this is the problem when you don't get enough sleep. Here we go. Sarah is determined. She very much wants John to have the very best holidays he can have. It's the second holiday that he's had aphasia. But she's taking on so much of the anxiety the stress, the activities, and it's starting to wear her down. She knows that amidst the care that she provides, she really needs to take care of herself. But when you are the person caring for someone else and you have these responsibilities, it's really hard to just take a moment for yourself. I lead a caregiver support group, and these ladies that... Uh, I meet with, have been meeting with for years. I hear their struggles, their day-to-day, and I don't take it lightly. When you are caring for someone, there's a lot of responsibility. So that's why we're going to talk about self-care. We're going to get into, we're going to briefly touch on all the parts about self-care, but we are going to devote some other episodes with, um, digging more into the weeds on all of these parts. We will end up, we're going to touch on self-care for the person who's the caregiver and self-care for the person who has aphasia. So here's our sections that we're going to go over. Why is self-care important? Recognizing when you need self-care. How to listen to that. I'm going to say little Jiminy Cricket sitting on your on your shoulder that's whispering things like, you need to take a break or drink a glass of water or go see the doctor. Once you recognize that you need to have some self-care, what are some first steps? How do you overcome that threshold? How do you start to make just that first small step towards self-care? That is often the hardest thing. We might be, we might have our own internal self dialogue saying, yeah, yeah, I know I should drink another glass of water. Yeah, I know I should go walk outside. Yes, I should call my friend and spend some time catching up and sharing stories and having a laugh. Or I should really reach out to my high school buddy and let's go have a coffee date. Whatever the case, you hear these things. I know. Each of you that are listening, whether you're listening now live or you're catching the replay or you're catching this on the podcast, you have that voice in your head that tells you when you're supposed to slow down. But what do we do? Not much. We don't do much about it. We'll get to my story in a minute. Self-care is not selfish. How do we prioritize our self-care And what are some of the actual things that we can do about it? We're going to have self-care strategies for individuals with aphasia and for the caregiver. We're also going to talk about some collective activities you can do with your loved one who has aphasia. And we're going to sum this up by saying, you are worthy. Ooh, let that sink in for a second. 
you are worthy. Many of you have probably never said that to yourself. Have you ever even thought it? We're going to come back to that. So why is self-care so important? Managing aphasia is not just for physical or cognitive challenges, but also for the emotional challenges that you have taken on in this new role. Uh, it's a team effort involving both the person with aphasia and their closest support network. If either party is burnt out, the journey can come to a screeching halt. You lose connection. There might be frustration, lack of communication. And I'm going to go back to that sense of connection. When you are stressed and not managing yourself, your emotions, what you need physically, what you need emotionally and cognitively, you're not going to show up as your best person when you have to work with your person who has aphasia. Taking time out for self-care is not selfish. It's essential for your well-being, their well-being, and for progress. But how do we recognize when we need self-care? Well, I'm going to start with physical symptoms. I, I've got five things here, and I'm going to go out of order what I put them in on my script. Physical symptoms, headaches, fatigue, changes in sleep patterns can indicate you are under too much stress. You've bitten off more than you can chew. Tension headaches, physical signs, oh, stomach aches, ulcers, anybody? Body aches, back aches. All of these are potential physical symptoms that you are overwhelmed. What else? Neglecting your own needs. Anybody remembering to take their vitamins? Are you remembering to drink your water? Did you eat today? Will you eat today? When you start neglecting your own needs, such as skipping meals or not getting enough rest, it's a clear sign you need a break. Did you take a shower today? Did you take a shower yesterday? Again, neglect. Let's go to increased stress. What does the, how does that present when you're communicating with someone else? Whether it's your loved one, your kids, the neighbor, or having to talk to the mailman or the people at the UPS store when you're shipping a package. Do you feel constantly under stress? Are you getting agitated over the most minor issues? Things that normally would roll off of your shoulders are now sticking. You are no longer the Teflon pan. You are instead that wrought iron pan and everything sticks. That's not where you want to be. Do you find yourself getting on the couch, turning on some stupid show that normally you wouldn't waste your time with, but it's you don't even find the time or the energy to push the button to change the channel because all you're doing is zoning out on that program. So we've gone over physical symptoms, neglecting your own needs, increased stress, irritability is the next one. You notice you're more irritable, more easily frustrated. You snap. You don't say kind things. 
That's a sign of needing self-care, of needing to take a break. Loss of interest. Your best friend who you normally try to meet up with every couple of months for coffee, you decline the invitation. You're like, I just can't do it. Or you make a meal for your loved one and you taste it and it tastes like cardboard. Has that happened? Does food taste like it should? Uh, the weather has changed. It's finally turned cool and your favorite season is fall like it is right now. And you don't stop for a second to appreciate the change in weather. That's loss of interest. So now if you recognize any of these symptoms, that's the first step. You have to acknowledge these symptoms so that you can do something about it. So let's move on to the next section. We recognize we need to take a break. I talked a few minutes ago about overcoming that threshold. How do we actually start? Ooh, I see somebody said not tasting food is a big one for me. Yes, I love to cook, but when I'm stressed, it's all I can do to just throw something together. The family's like, oh, chicken and broccoli again? Yes, chicken and broccoli again, because it's easy. So when you recognize now we have to overcome that threshold, we have to overcome that resistance of doing, of doing something that's going to be good for ourselves. Acknowledging your feelings. Sometimes you just have to accept it's okay that you need a break and that taking care of yourself is not selfish but necessary for your health as well as your, being able to take care of your loved one. What would happen to your loved one if you're sick, if you're down and out? Then what's going to happen? You can't take care of others when you're sick. It's so easy to put other people's needs before your own, to just get one more thing off your to-do list, to make one more phone call, to get one more thing done. Then we need to seek support. How do we do that? This is you're, I'm going to get pushback on this, but how do we seek support? Again, we're in the society that tells us that we have to do it all. We have to be the super mom, the super dad, the super spouse, the super employee, the super manager, whatever super you need to be. It's hard to admit when we need help or to delegate, reach out to friends, family, or support. You know how when you brought your significant other home from the hospital and your neighbors, you know, they bring you food and they're like, oh, if we can help in any way, people offer things. And you're like, yes, yes, thank you so much. Now's the time to call in those favors, right? Now's the time to reach out to your neighbor and say, hey, Phyllis. Is there any chance you could help me out with dinner one night or two nights this week? I'm happy to pay for it. Or could you just pick me up something when you go to the store? I just need a few groceries. Or when you go to CVS next time, would you mind picking up Bob's prescriptions for me? A simple request. But boy, is that hard to do. Can we delegate? Can you call up your adult children and ask them to, hey, Sam, the lawn is really long and it's really tall. I should say that's a better adjective. The, the lawn's really tall. When you come over to visit your dad, 
would you mind just running the lawnmower over the grass so I don't have to worry about it? Think about the little things that people can do. When people offer to help, it's because they genuinely care. But if you don't have something that's actionable, something tangible that they can do, it's easy to kind of let that fall by the wayside. And now you're not getting help and uh, they feel like they're not helping you either. Many people love to contribute. They, they want to feel needed and necessary. You call your neighbor, hey, Phyllis, I would love if you could do this or this. Could you help me out with that? It's unlikely that Phyllis will say no, but give her the opportunity. Can you schedule some me time? Hmm. Wow. Me time. That's so selfish. I have to be doing. I have to be performing. Well, what if you could set aside a few minutes? In the month of April, I challenged myself, well, on many levels, but in the month of April, I did 30 days of gratitude. My challenge for myself not only was to sit in gratitude, but to start making videos for social media. This does not come natural for me. It is probably one of my challenges, one of my biggest fears is getting on social media. I'd rather do public speaking in front of a whole large crowd than do social media stuff. But I did a video every day in the month of April and I journaled gratitude. I took three, four, maybe five minutes each day to do that. My posts were not beautiful. They were not brilliant. They, But it was something. Sometimes we have to commit to doing something to get it done versus going for perfection. I am a recovering perfectionist. I would love to be a perfectionist, but with all that I have going on, I don't have the luxury of that level of detail. Sounds funny to say, and I don't like saying it, but sometimes good is good enough. So let's go back to scheduling some me time. If you're a coffee drinker, could you take two minutes and stand by the window and admire the birds, the trees, the flowers, the weeds that are growing in the yard, or that, oh, great, the trash man came on time today, or I am just so grateful that Amazon can deliver to the house. It doesn't matter what you're grateful for. It's the point that you stop for a, a moment to smell the roses, to acknowledge something that you are grateful for. I did a post about being grateful for my coffee. And sometimes that is just enough to help center you, to ground you, to make you feel like you are part of something bigger. The world is bigger than ourselves, but when we are overwhelmed and stressed, we often feel like everything revolves around us. So think about taking a few minutes when you drink coffee or your tea or have your morning glass of water, stand at the window, find something to be grateful for. If you can do that for a couple of days, then reflect. How does that make you feel? Did it really set you behind that much in your day to take those few minutes? 
Now let's build on that. You acknowledge that your morning beverage, a little gratitude. Now what is one other time during the day you can take a break? If your loved one takes a nap or whatever the case may be, can you put on a podcast? You can listen to my podcast. Maybe you'll get some tips and tricks. What about listening to an audible book? What about scrolling on it? Eh. I hate to even say it. Scrolling, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in scrolling on social media. I try to avoid it. Could you just put on a song that makes you happy, that makes you tap your toe? Maybe it's a song from a long time ago, something you listened to in high school that makes you smile, that gives you happy memories. Most everybody has some kind of a device, a cell phone. Can you just put on a song if you're cooking dinner? Do something that lifts your spirits, that makes you happy, that pulls you out of this ever-growing list of to-do tasks, the hamster wheel, right? Can you visualize it? Do you feel like you're some days you are on a hamster wheel or you're the hamster in that little ball that rolls around the house and you just can't get out of it? So what are you going to do? little morning gratitude with your morning beverage, listen to a song. What about getting professional help? Do you need somebody to talk to about these issues to help you unpack everything that's going on, your responsibilities, your concerns, your worries, so that you can turn it into a to-do list that's manageable? How do you, maybe talking to someone can help you prioritize and let go of some of the extraneous things. What about planning ahead? This series I've been doing is, I started it at the beginning of October with the idea that we're gonna have seven weeks to get ready for the holidays. For many families, the holidays are the best time of the year. For me personally, Thanksgiving, my favorite. Number one, I don't have to decorate a tree. I love the decorated tree once it's done. Ooh, isn't that interesting? Put my thumb up and Instagram gave me a thumbs up. Isn't that fun? I love having a decorated tree, but I don't necessarily love the process because often I'm doing it by myself and everybody else gets the benefit of my work. This year, I didn't even pull out my witch's hat or costumes or any of my Halloween decorations other than buying some pumpkins at the grocery and sprinkling them around the house. I couldn't do it because I have a lot going on and something has to give. So planning ahead, prioritizing, some things just have to give and you need to be okay with that. Self-care is not a luxury. So why don't we prioritize our self-care? Overwhelming responsibilities, guilt, perceived lack of time, lack of support, fear of abandoning loved ones. Ooh, sit with that for a second. Do you feel that if you take 10 minutes for yourself that you are abandoning your loved one? What about fear of abandonment? If I don't take care of my spouse, my spouse's health is going to decline and they might pass away and I'm going to be alone. So therefore, you put all your energy into them and you don't put it into yourself. 
There are society expectations. You may have lack of awareness that some caregivers may not fully recognize that self-care is important and emotional impact, exhaustion, depression, anxiety. All of these things can cloud your judgment. It's hard to think straight when you're stressed and overwhelmed. So what if you are the person with aphasia and you feel like you're going to rehab, you're doing your homework, you're, you're practicing things, but you're frustrated and you're struggling to communicate? What about the person with aphasia? You might need some of your own special time, some quiet time, listening to music, what about when you recognize that you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or frustrated? What can you do physically to help mix things up, get your blood pumping, these kinds of things? What kind of physical activity can you do? Can you do some leg lifts sitting on the couch if you're watching the news? Can you walk around the house or walk outside if the weather is nice? Mindfulness is one of those other areas. It might sound woo-woo. You know, mindfulness, I think of it, there is the meditation part of mindfulness, but the other part I consider is being aware of what's going on around you and in you. And that might be hard to do if you're an individual with aphasia. It might be hard to kind of get that perspective. But I bring this up as a way of getting you thinking about what you can do to help yourself. So self-care for caregivers, we're just going to go, we're going to touch on these for now, and we're going to swing back around to them in a future episode. Caregivers, you need to seek support, professional help, your neighbors, your family, ask. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no, but at least you've tried, you've asked. If you have never had your groceries delivered and it feels overwhelming of the thought of getting to the store, if you can financially swing it and you've got a computer, order your groceries. Even if you have to go to curbside here in Texas, we have an extensive curbside and now a delivery system. And when you plan ahead, it's affordable. So it might be something worth looking into. What about getting dinner delivered or loading up on some frozen meals, some larger quantities that can serve as a few meals throughout the week? Can you take some time off? Let's talk real quick about collective activities. What can you, the caregiver, do with your person who has aphasia or communication challenges. Music, I'm gonna keep coming back to music. Who was it I just talked to? Oh, one of my families yesterday just told me that they ordered the vinyl albums of the Eagles and that they intend to start carving out a little bit of time during lunch because they make their lunch together and eat together every day to listen to music at lunch keep the tv off and just decompress what about finding some podcasts some stories something with meditation or affirmations or just some nice soothing music if you need to decompress have you ever checked out the 
on like Apple Music or Spotify, the white noise. There's a thing called pink noise and brown noise. Maybe there's green noise. I'm not sure what that is exactly. Maybe it's rustling of leaves, but there's all these noises you can listen to that can help your brain decompress. Just take a load off. See if you can get your thoughts to stop for a couple of minutes. Could you do a simple jigsaw puzzle together? Could you do joint reading where maybe you just read aloud? Again, listen to Audible, something like that. Can you just sit outside for a few minutes and enjoy the birds at the bird feeder? Connect with nature. So I'm going to wrap up this session and say, you are worthy. You, the caregiver, you, the person who loves someone who has aphasia, you, the person who has any challenges with your thinking, you have difficulty saying your words for whatever reason, you are worthy. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of attention. You are worthy of taking a few minutes and time for yourself. What can you do today to take care of yourself? You need to recognize your own worth. So I'm going to wrap it up today and tell you that I'm going to take my own advice on this episode. It's kind of timely and ironic all at the same time. I've been putting off a pain. Uh, it started on Sunday. Today's Thursday. I've been putting off a pain because I haven't wanted to figure out who to go see to get an idea of what is going on. So I'm going today. As soon as I end this live show, I'm going to go to urgent care and get it seen and taken care of. So I'm going to take a few minutes. Well, who knows how long it's going to take. But I'm. the point is, I am worthy of getting my health looked at so that I can be here for my family, my friends, my community, and the aphasia community. Because I'm worthy. It's important. So I'm going to go take care of my health. And if you are ignoring something that your body is telling you, you need to listen to Jiminy Cricket, who is sitting on your shoulder. You, If you are not taking care of yourself, go today. Figure out who to go see. Figure out what you've got to do to take care of yourself so that you can be the best you can be. Okay, last thing. Oh, and I didn't make all this self-care stuff up. When you listen to this episode or you catch the replay, I will give you five references for further reading. Some of these books, I'll say it, I'll say it out loud because if you catch this video replay on my new podcast website, there is a transcript that does a heck of a job translating my gobbledygook speech into something that's readable. So here are the five books that I tapped into to write the script for this episode. The Self-Care Project, How to Let Go of Frazzle and Make Time for You by Jane Hardy. Book number two, The Gifts of Imperfection. Let Go of Who You Think You're Supposed to Be and Embrace Who You Are 
by Brene Brown. Three, radical acceptance, embracing your life with the heart of a Buddha. Ooh, I love that title. Tara Brach, B-R-A-C-H. The self-care revolution, smart habits and simple practices to allow you to flourish by Susie Redding. And the fifth book, The Miracle Morning, the not-so-obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. Ooh, doesn't that sound like a good title? Hal Elrod. Those are your five references that go with today's episode. To sum it up, self-care is non-negotiable. It is part of the journey. It is part of who you are as an individual. It is a part of who you are, whether you have a medical condition you're dealing with or you love someone who has a medical condition. The holidays can be wonderful, but we can also acknowledge that they can be hectic and stressful and cause anxiety. And you owe it to yourself and your loved ones to pause, relax, and rejuvenate. So I will see you again next week on the live episode. We are going to jump into so much more about self-care. I hope you guys find it valuable. I would really, 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 really love some feedback. You know, when you put yourself out there, it's nice to get feedback and some kudos and even disagreements. I am okay with that. If you think I said something that is off the mark, let me know. I want to hear it tonight, 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 from challenge to cheer, solutions for aphasia-inclusive holiday celebrations, 5.30 p.m. Central. This is a free masterclass. If you have aphasia, if you love someone with aphasia, someone has a communication impairment, you're a neighbor, a colleague, a Facebook friend. This masterclass is available for you to learn more about aphasia. We are taking it from the angle of the holidays and how do you make an aphasia inclusive environment? How do you prepare your guests if you're hosting? What do you do if you and your significant other who has aphasia are traveling? How do you make the holiday successful, joyful, memorable? How do you modify your activities? How do you plan for the logistics if there's a wheelchair involved or somebody's walking with a cane or if the bathroom needs to be accessible? How do you manage your fatigue, your overwhelm? One thing we've talked about in previous episodes is that folks with aphasia often complain that the extra noise and activity exhausts them so much faster than it ever did before they had aphasia. Why not plan, make your strategy, talk, let's say you're traveling to uh, someone's house, call the host and hostess, find out what the plans are for the day, find out when dinner's planned. Maybe you just want to go for dinner and leave right after dinner. Maybe you wanna skip Thanksgiving dinner and just go for the games for a little while. Or maybe you want to be there all day, but you need a quiet space that you can rejuvenate and recharge and get a brain break. We are getting into all of this tonight, 
And there's some wonderful, well, I'm thinking I made them. So of course I'm thinking they're wonderful, but there's wonderful bonuses that go together with this live masterclass tonight. And also the masterclass is on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central, if that's a better time for you. I highly recommend you jump on this opportunity. Whether you do anything with the information or not, why not learn more? Why not help your family? Why not learn one strategy that you can apply at Thanksgiving this year to be aphasia inclusive? You will register on my website, speechpathology.com forward slash holidays. That is the easiest way. Get to that holiday page, register for the webinar. It should be straightforward. I've tested it every which way from Sunday. It should work. If you do have any trouble, reach out to me. Send a smoke signal. I will keep my eyes open for it. I want you on this webinar, this masterclass. There's good content. Join me tonight or join me on Saturday. I'll leave you. I promise. I, what have I said goodbye like five times now? I'm truly, this time I'm signing off so I can go to urgent care. Goodbye. Take care of yourself. Listen to that inner voice. Find a few minutes today to take care of yourself. Hug a loved one. Send a text message to someone. Do something for yourself. Take care, everybody. And Instagram, we'll see ya. And take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. Wishing you a fabulous week.